This is 251 Now with Kelly Finley, the go-to place for what's happening in our local community. Presented by Spring Hill College and the Mobile County Health Department. The businesses you need to know about, local artists to support, restaurants to visit, community leaders making a difference, local topics you and your friends are talking about now. Good Sunday morning and welcome to 251 Now with Kelly Finley. I'm Kelly Finley. Happy Sunday. Happy to have you tune in and learn more about our community and ways in which we can help each other because that's truly what it's all about. As I do each Sunday, I have my guests introduce themselves and tell you uh, which organization they're with and then we get right to the conversation at hand. And I love the fact this is her first time in studio with me. We um, we talk a lot via email, but now we get to chit chat with everybody else. Good morning. Good morning. Great to have you. I'm so glad to be here this morning. Yes. Tell everybody who you are. Okay. I'm Amanda Young. I am the Marketing and Communications Manager for Feed in the Gulf Coast. That has so many levels of awesomeness and a lot of work. It is. It's so much fun. (laughs) Tell me about your job. Tell me what you do. So the food bank, um, we serve 24 counties across South Alabama, South Mississippi, and the panhandle of Florida. And we work with over 400 amazing community partners that we refer to as agencies. Mm -hmm. Um, And what we do is basically we get food out to those community partners so that they can serve people in need in their own community. Um, And what I do primarily is I work to get the word out. I work to get people involved. And most importantly, for people to know we're there as a resource for them. I love it. And I love it because many times people see the posters of said organization or they see the emails, but they don't know the person that's behind there making sure that those words pop and that they reach the right people, the media, the communities. And so you have a very important job. I love it. You can tell for sure. Let's back up a little bit and talk about the name uh, Feeding the Gulf Coast because uh, you've been doing it's been around for years, but the name has changed. Give us some background on that. Okay. So, for those who are local, they may remember us as Bay Area Food Bank. Um, We have served the Mobile and Eastern Shore area for over 40 years. We celebrated our anniversary last year. In 2016, we made the decision to rebrand to Feeding the Gulf Coast. Um, And for those that may be familiar with Feeding America as the national organization, we did that to better align with them. Mm -hmm. Um, We do serve um, 24 counties that kind of reach out beyond Mobile and Eastern Shore. And so we were finding that people, especially in Florida, you know, when you say Bay Area, they're like Tampa and like, no, Mobile. And so there was just this disconnect between who we were and how we related to them. And so while it was hard to move away from Bay Area because it is so well-known in the community, mm-hmm. we found that it was very important that our rural counties, our Mississippi and our Florida counties, were able to connect with the Gulf Coast name. And so we rebranded to kind of better align with um, the national organization and just help kind of build our presence out in those other communities. It's interesting that you say that because when I remember when I first moved here and I heard Bay Area, I thought of San Francisco. Yes. Like, we're going to San Francisco to get food? <laughs> but you don't know. Yeah. And and that's the importance and the strategy of really good marketing so right. that you can help people to understand that these resources are for you. Um, how important, because you talk about your agencies, which I, I align with as being your teammates. Absolutely. How important is that volunteer presence? Oh, it's so important. I mean, we cannot do what we do without team players without our volunteers without our agencies Mm -hmm. 
Last year, through our agencies, we distributed more than 27.5 million meals. Just um, last year? Just last year alone. And that's actually down from 2020 when it was uh, 33 million. Wow. And so to kind of equate that, you think meals, but when you when you translate that to pounds, which is food out the door, it was near in 2020, 38 million. Last year, 33 million. That's a lot of a lot of food going out the door, and we mm-hmm. couldn't do that without this partner, especially because they're in the community. You think like going all the way up to Choctaw or all the way to Bay County, Florida, um, or Holmes, Mississippi. Not Holmes, Mississippi. That's in Florida. Sorry. <laughs> it's okay. In uh, Jackson, Mississippi. You have such a wide span, um, and we do have three facilities. We have one in Gulfport, Mississippi, one in Theodore, Alabama, and one in Milton, Florida. But we have to have those community partners because they're in the community. They know the people. People are familiar with them, and they're going to them on a daily basis. Yeah, and they know the needs of that local community. You know, it's it's a blessing to hear about all the food that is helping families, but it hurts your heart to know that that many families need that help. What about during the, the heart of the pandemic? What did you see on your end? Oh, goodness. You see people who never thought they would need, need help. Um, you have families who one day are have they have two working jobs, they have kids in school, and then the next thing you know, one person, maybe both people have you know been furloughed or their hours cut back. Um, my husband actually lost his job the week leading up to it, um, which you know he wasn't able to go back to work until nearly August because he works a type of job where he had to be in person. It's things like that that you never see yourself facing. Um, And then all of a sudden, without any ability to control it, you find yourself needing a little bit of extra help. Mm -hmm. Um, And what I love to tell people about the food bank is you don't have to be just bare cupboards to need us. Maybe you're facing some health care challenges. You know, bills have to be paid. You've got medicines you've got to choose. You've got kids who need certain things for school. And maybe us helping you save a grocery bill that week makes all the difference. And so we always want people to realize you don't have to be just, you know, completely without to utilize our services. We're here to kind of be that bridge during a really tough time. You think that it really hits you in a different way because you had to go through your own personal um, changes with your husband losing his job. Yeah, you see how how easy it can be anybody. Absolutely. Absolutely. I always say, you know, but for the grace of God, I mean, many people are one paycheck away from, and then you can fill in the blank and it's, it's hard. The pandemic really, I think showed our strength and resiliency, which is beautiful, but also showed our weaknesses. Mm -hmm. And from a saving standpoint, from a financial standpoint, you do the best you can. And it really, it really frustrates me when people look down on others. Oh yeah. You know, they weren't born with a silver spoon in their mouth. They didn't, they weren't born with a, you know, a a trust fund waiting for them and that they could have fun and go go to a supposed part-time job and blow that money. I mean, these people work hard to feed their families. And so seeing love and kindness and respect it's a beautiful thing. It is. When people um, come for help, um, do they have to show some sort of ID? Do they have to prove residency? Uh, how does that work? So each of our agencies have a little bit different regulations. For the most part, we do recommend when somebody visits an agency that if they're able to call ahead of time to find out if there's going to be any kind of paperwork. Um, usually the only time they have to fill anything out is if it's a USDA-type pantry Um, And that's because it's federally 
provided. But we always recommend somebody bring an ID just so that they can prove um, residency. Because some, some pantries serve certain zip codes and communities. Okay. And so it's always good to check ahead. Yeah. So, again, at the heart of the pandemic, from a marketing standpoint, um, did you understand the urgency of your messaging and, and how it truly, figuratively, and literally was helping to save lives, letting people know that there was food available for them? I think it, it was a whirlwind, honestly. Um, I know that months leading into it, you know, you heard about this virus on the news, and it was this question of, is it going to impact us? Um, and our team actually started pretty early on in February thinking through all the scenarios of, okay, well, if it hits us, what do we need to be prepared for? What are the unknowns? What message do we need? Um, and so probably the most critical thing when schools started to shut down, there was this whole layer of how are we going to ramp up our child nutrition programs we serve during the summer but that takes months to get rolling Mm -hmm. and here we were you know probably early late february early march and all of a sudden you know there was that call okay schools are shutting down spring break is happening and after that they're going to be remote and kids who rely on free and reduced price lunches all of a sudden they're not going to have that resource and so we because we had been planning we were able to quickly um, get the word out that hey we do have these programs operating and we're going to be working overtime to get them ramped up and so we were able within that first week to have these child nutrition meals rolling that is so important because the little guys they need that oh yeah to grow and to think and to sleep and if you're not sure where your next meal is coming from that's hard on the entire family specifically the children and many children depend upon that school lunch mm-hmm. to even have a meal or what i've learned about some schools have these special um it's almost like magical closets where they have of course extra clothes for kids because kids make you know they have their 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 messes that mm-hmm. they make but they also are able to send kids home with food it's it's not pronounced it's it's in like maybe a brown bag mm-hmm. and kids can put that in their you know backpacks to take home so that they at least have a meal at home and if you're listening to this right now and you're shaking your head it that's really happening it is yeah it, it, in mobile and across our country in america mind you mm-hmm. um and so the generosity of the community is vital it is absolutely we're going to take a quick quick break um coming up but for those who are listening Tell us where you're posting messages so that they can follow and that they can make sure that they receive them. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. They can go to our website, feedingthegulfcoast.org. If you need help, we have all our pantries listed there. And then also we're on most social media sites at Feeding the Gulf Coast. And make sure you check ahead before you go. Um, Of all the sites, just if you could rattle off a couple of them for me. Okay. Well, right down the road, we have Central Presbyterian. They're a fabulous partner. They are. They're so wonderful. (laughs) Um, In Sarah Land, we have Bayou Sarah. They're a great facility. And then across the bay, we do have Prodigy Pantry as one of our partner agencies. Oh, yeah. So names that many of us know about, maybe some don't. But um, now that you know, you know that you've got resources there. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to talk more about the child nutrition programs and a chef challenge coming up. And 
how we can be a part of that um, because it sounds delicious. It It truly does. Okay, quick break. More with Amanda Young after this. Welcome back to 251 Now with Kelly Finley. I'm Kelly Finley. If you're just tuning in, you've got great timing. And if you've been listening, then you know that we're talking about ways in which we can help our neighbors when it comes to um, feeding, feeding the Gulf Coast, that is. Amanda Young, she is the Marketing and Communications Manager for Feeding the Gulf Coast and really is helping us to better understand the power of communicating with Mm -hmm. the community and making sure that you know, not only is the messaging um, hitting all targets, but it's helping even more families because that's the point. That is. You shared some astounding numbers as to how many meals and how many families have been helped in just the last year. How is this year looking? It's, it's continuing. Um, you know, I think we are seeing a lot of hope with things kind of leveling out and returning back to, I hate to use the word normal. I feel like we don't know what that is. Right. How do you even spell that? I don't know. (laughs) Um, But we do know that it's a continual challenge. You know, communities take time to rebound. And even when things appear to be, quote unquote, back to normal, there are people who are still struggling every day. You know, hunger was a problem before the pandemic. It was given more attention in a national spotlight. Yeah. But, you know, it's still there. And I can, unfortunately, it'll continue to be there um, even when things go back. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, especially we see gas prices. That's been a hot conversation, Ooh, right? Um, right? I think every one of us has been impacted by that. Right. It hurts. It does. It hurts so badly. But you can imagine that wipes out a paycheck for some people, you that's know, right. and that's just one expense of many that they have and with kids going you know for spring break and we're eventually going to get into those summer months people's grocery bills rise because they're not having the free and reduced price lunch that they get while they're at school and so that really adds an extra burden to families and i think anytime our families can cut some sort of corners and not have to pay this bill so that they can put more towards this bill it's a huge win oh absolutely for their specific family dynamic before we went to break um i talked about um the child nutrition programs um Let's talk more about from a nonprofit standpoint, and I know we've touched on it a little bit, and, and what it means when it comes to summertime. Okay. So while kids are in school, you, you hit kind of on the head there with the backpacks. Um, we do backpack program, and then in some of our more like um, high schools, we do what's called a school pantry. So it's kind of similar to the backpack program, but it gives those older kids the ability to choose the types of food they want. I mean, kids are kids. If they don't like the food, (laughs) even if they're hungry, they're probably not going to eat it. They they kind of look at it with a side eye. Yeah, (laughs) I'll pass. (laughs) So we really want to give them that client choice, Mm -hmm. give them the ability to pick foods that are – their favorites, you know. What's on the menu? So when you – when I – because, you know, you can be nutritional and really good. Oh, yeah. So there's a lot. Um, We do try to keep all the meals um, kid-friendly, so something they can prepare for themselves. So you do get a lot of the the pop-top meals, the ravioli, spaghetti, things that, you know, kids love. Yes, yes. And then um, the snacks, like the fruit snacks Mm -hmm. types, because we love, parents love that. I'm okay with saying that. (laughs) I'm like a fruit snack. Uh, um, uh, Gosh, I feel like I'm a professional at it because – we really like them in our household. Oh, yeah. And then uh, there's a drink that comes with their So meal? usually there's a fruit juice or mm-hmm. milk, 
Okay. We have a lot of chef stable milks that we can put in the pantries. And so they're able to go home um, on the weekends with enough meals to get them until they can get back to school. Now, when we're hitting the summer months, we transition into what we call the summer meals program. And those we do have a combination of hot meals and then those shelf stable meals. And we work through community partners, boys and girls clubs, YMCAs, different churches to okay. administer that program. And it's free. It's free for sites and it's free for the children. Free. F R E E, which Absolutely. tastes better, I, I always yeah. say. <laughs> because because costs can add up. So the different partners, they then get the messaging out as well. They do. And so okay. we work to equip them. Um, we found years ago, we did kind of a survey after a summer mills program just to see how people were hearing about the word. And we found word of mouth. Mm-hmm. Word of mouth was, you know, people found out from neighbors, found out from family members, friends about the program. And so we're like, well, we need to equip our agencies and these site partners with letting people in their community know it's available to them. Do you ever, because I know you're working behind the scenes, but do you ever see some of your clients, some of your families who have benefited and the joy that they have in their faces? Yeah, that we get so many stories from our site partners of just the gratitude. Um, you know, we were talking about the backpack program. There was a kid who, he didn't feel good. He was sick, and he, he really should have gone home that Friday, but he was just crying. And they're mm-hmm. like, well, what's wrong? He's like, well, if I leave now, I won't get my meal for the day. I won't oh. get my food. You know, and you hear stories like that, and you're like, it, you're willing to push through being sick and stay at school because you're afraid you're not going to have that food. That's that's real hunger. That is. It's real hunger. And you get that from just a compassionate, from a compassionate standpoint. You get it as a mom, yes. you understand. I mean, it's hard for children to learn and to focus and to concentrate if their little bellies are grumbling. Oh, absolutely. Hmm. Well, I'm glad that we're telling more families about oh, yeah. about the assistance that's there. That's free, F-R-E-E. Also um, coming up, because, you you know, when you are a nonprofit, you have to be very um, resourceful yes. with getting the messaging out, yes, and then also putting on events that will help generate even more donations toward said organization. So on, let me see, April 28th, what's happening? So we're having our annual Chef Challenge event. Um, it's the 22nd year. And we've been planning this one for about two years because of the <laughs> pandemic. So it's it's going to be extra fabulous. Yes, it is. So what can we expect um, at this event? Okay. So we have um, close to 18 different local chefs who will be bringing their best out for um, a little bit of a competition. Oh, okay. Yeah. So guests have the ability to come in. They get to sample. And then they get to vote. They get to say who their favorite is. And... I'll be honest, I've done this for right at eight years, uh-huh. and every year Cecil with Salvation Army, oh, he wins People's Choice. He's so wonderful. Every year, he is. He makes <laughs> these best short ribs <laughs> that he has, and a shrimp antifay, and it's delicious. It's like magical. It is, and he wins. <laughs> so this, the chef, they compete, are they given, do they bring their own best stuff, or are, they, are there categories that they're... Having to compete in, so there's they get to choose the the category. We have an entree, appetizer, and dessert, and then there's the people's choice, which is the best overall. So, 
when you come in, you're given these tickets, you go around, you get to sample everything, you get to go back for seconds, you know, if there's just one you really love. And then we ask that you vote. You put your ticket in for each of the category, and then you choose which one you like the best overall. Okay. So that's the Chef's Challenge, April 28th. Where will that be held and um, are tickets involved? Yes. So it is at the Mobile Convention Center. It's our first year being in there, so we're excited. Um, there's a huge silent auction. We have Roman Street, if you love Roman Street. Yes, they love are them. a fan favorite. Mm-hmm. And we have tickets available. So they can either visit our website at feedinthegulfcoast.org. There's mm-hmm. a link right on the homepage. Or they can call our office and we can connect them and get them some tickets. Yum. So you could have like lunch and d- uh, dinner covered. Oh, yeah. You won't leave, <laughs> won't leave won't, hungry. I love that. All right. So that's April 28th. And then coming up on May 15th, Stamp Out Hunger. What yes. do we need to know about this event? So that is the National Association of Letter Carriers. And they are in their 30th year. Of yeah. yeah. Oh, I, I love how this works. Yeah. And it's a nation nationwide. So really anybody anywhere can participate. Um, and what... It's super simple. All you have to do is put the food in your mailbox. That's it. Just put your food on the mailbox on May 14th. And the letter carrier, when he's picking up your mail or she, they will bring it um, back to the post office. And some of them will actually bring it out to our warehouse that day. And others will go to the post office and pick up. Do Because I remember um, receiving literature in the mail, of course. But let's say, do we need a special bag? Does it need to be, let's say you have a smaller mailbox, like you're in an apartment complex. Right. Okay. Can you put, can you leave a bag there tied up? Oh, oh yeah. Okay. So um, some counties will get like a special Stamp Out Hunger grocery bag. Um, but really any kind of grocery bag that you have will work. And you just tie it up and you can stick it. I usually hang mine on the front of the mailbox instead of trying to <laughs> shove it in there. Um, but it'll get – or if you want to drop it off at the post office. Say oh. you're going you know, that week, need to buy stamps, need to drop off a package. You can take food. Oh, that's good. And so that's May 15th. Yes, 14th. May, okay, May fourteenth. Okay, I'm glad you clar- clarified that. So then, once that but once that food is picked up at your home, or you've dropped it off, where does it go? It'll come back to us. Yes. Yeah. Some counties, um, because of the distance, we go ahead and just connect it with a partner agency, so it doesn't have to travel all the way to Theodore and then right back out. We just get it that way; it gets um, to people in need quicker. But for the most part, in Mobile and surrounding counties, it will come to our facility. We will sort it, check it. You know, we have to make sure that it meets certain food standards. Um, and then we'll push that back out to our agencies. What are some of the fan favorites of oh. foods that are donated? You know, I'm going to be honest. You get so many different things. I have. I didn't even know some foods exist until I <laughs> sort it. And I was like, I didn't know this was a – I think I've seen canned octopus one point. What? I was like – I don't know where you buy that, but I recommend just, you know, things that you love, right? One of my favorite stories, I had a lady who we were doing um, a food drive outside of, I believe it was Greer's, and she dropped off something and then she came back and she said, well, I donated, I donated cereal. And I was like, oh, thank you. And she said, well, my kids loved it so much when needed your services Uh that it always put a smile on their face. And I just touched my heart because, I mean, people are people, right? That's so right. So if you love it, other people are going to love it, too. Okay. That, that's a really good. So if you're maybe going to the grocery store, get one for you, one for yeah. them. One for you. <laughs> and it's really good. And you can bring about a smile. And that's yes. a blessing. It is. I'm so happy you joined me. 
Thank you. Thank you for having me. You Anytime. Anytime. And keep that good news going because you're always keeping me in the know when it comes to what's happening in our community and ways to give back. If you like to give back as well, you'd like more information, you can go to feedingthegulfcoast.org. Also, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn as well. Multiple ways for you to stay informed and help your fellow neighbors. And that's truly what it's all about. That is Amanda Young, Marketing and Communications Manager for Feeding the Gulf Coast. Thanks so much for joining us um, and listening and tuning in and, and doing what you do best, which is helping our neighbor. Have a great Sunday. We'll see you back here same time, same place next week. Tune in every Sunday for 251 Now with Kelly Finley, presented by Spring Hill College and the Mobile County Health Department, 730 to 8 a.m., right here on The Sound of Mobile.